Welcome back to the Frizz and the Grease podcast with your hosts, Prudo and D. That is right. We are back and at it again. Happy Monday, D. I'm saying, bro, what a Monday it has been. So happy Monday to you and yours. My goodness. A little different layout today, running the triangle offense on the show. Joined by our friend Jimmy Mutes of Hoops with a Z. With a Z. Don't get that wrong. Hoops 365. What's good, man? How you doing? Happy Monday, man. How y'all feeling? Can y'all hear me pretty good? Good, bro. You sound great. You sound great. Love the mic. You're very professional over there. I like it. Yeah. Thank you guys for helping me out a couple days ago with the audio. Oh, it's all good. Yeah. Check out his podcast, uh, Hoops365 with the Z H O O P S. Or I, I fucked it up. I put the S H O O P Z. He said, he said <laughs> Hoops with a Z and then said it with an S. Hey, As you know, that's how we make mistakes here on the Frizz and the Grizz podcast all the time. <laughs> that's the show we're running here, man. But thank you for joining us. We're going to talk a lot of hoops today. Uh, but first, you know, D, how's, how's it going, buddy? How was your weekend? Weekend was pretty decent. Actually got out on the links, played some little golf on Sunday. It you was actually golf. really nice. I know it's probably like, you know, what, 20 degrees up north for you guys. So I'm sorry. Um, but yes, I was out there to get on the links. Wow. The wow. Gross. Cut yeah. me deep right yeah. there, man. <laughs> Well, the thing is, again, I'm, I'm from the New England area, so I got to take my shots at the Boston area as much as possible when I get the opportunity. Uh, but yeah, I was able to play some golf, brought the kids to the uh, to the playground. It was fun. It was a good weekend. Yeah. How about yours? Our guy, our guy Jimmy is, is a little jealous because he's even a colder spot than us, man. He's out in the shy town, am I right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Ooh. Ooh. We got a pretty, pretty good today. It was more... Pretty good for us today. It's 45 degrees, you know. Yeah, broke so. 45. So record yeah. high over there. That's a summer high for freaking Chicago, <laughs> man. Take your shirt off, you know. <laughs> so, yeah. We, and I, I think the Chicago uh, reference is a good little teaser to our Frizz's Five today. Jimmy, you're new to the show. We have a top five list every week. Uh, Chicago might come up on the top five list this week. So, he- head in there. So, yeah. Uh, lots of sports today. We're going to talk All-Star Weekend to start the show, uh, Frizz's Five, and then wrap up with a little NBA look ahead for the rest of the season. Um, yeah, uh, let's get right into it then. Let's get it. All-Star Weekend. I don't know, man. I just want to start by asking you guys. I'll start with you, Jimmy. Did you enjoy All-Star Weekend? I had some... some it was some good points in um all-star weekend i'm kind of over all-star weekend that's what d was saying right before the show darian was giving me the nba all-star weekend slipping so i had i had mentioned it i want to say it was uh at a different show that we were on that i think the nba all-star weekend is the best all-star weekend for sports and then like after this weekend went by i was just like I don't know if it's that anymore, man. Like, I think there's a lot of talk with it being the best weekend in sports, right? Like, there's a lot of commercials leading up to it. There's a lot of flash. Like, it's always in a – can't always say I guess it's in a good city because it was Salt Lake this year. It's Um, the most hyped. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's more hyped. And then I feel like it fell flat this weekend, unfortunately, especially with the 180 to 170 All-Star game. Like, miss me with that. I actually want an All-Star week, a whole week. Okay. Like – you know, they always talk about the tournament. They want to do a mid-season tournament. Like, I actually you, love that. Yeah, like in the six divisions, you can find a way to make a tournament out of six divisions, and you get more all-stars. So I, I was always thinking about that because the weekend, is it's always flat because you go like these 
three days and then it's like now you got four days and no games. Mm. You know, so it's like, yeah, so it's like, and and then I don't know, man. It's it's kind of boring now, especially the All Star. The All Star game itself is boring. So it's like no defense, no, it's not competitive anymore. Spoiler alert: I watched all of our All Star weekend except for the All Star game itself. Does that sound kind of whack? Is that okay? Is that acceptable? I don't think that's a problem at all, to tell you the truth, because it, like I said, well, like Jimmy Mute was saying, it's all of the stuff leading up to the all-star game that makes you like, oh, I want to watch this. And it's just like, all right, we looked up, we were talking more about Jose Alvarado being the MVP of the Rising okay. Stars. Okay. We talked, Hold on, let me make my point before we, we talk mm-hmm. about the all-star game. Then you talked about Mac McGlung winning the dunk contest via Twitter. Put some respect even, on that man's name. It's McClung, not McClung. McClung, McClung, whatever. He was a former Laker, so like I respect the kid. And the same thing with Dane winning the three-point contest. It took us until 8.15 Eastern time to talk about the all-star game. Like, like that, come on, man. Like, we, we, we did everything else besides that because it's that boring now. Let's let's break it down event by event and just kind of like how we like you don't have to go into depth about you know what happened and break it down analytically or whatever. Skills competition, can I just say it? Can you just put it to bed? This shit is whack. It's terrible. Yeah. Did you guys watch it at all? No, not at all. Okay. They should have been over with. When they stopped putting stars and they kind of aligned it with like second, third year players, I was like, all right, man, like. I want to see how good Chris Paul can actually make a pass if he's point God. You know what I mean? Like things like that. But when they were like putting people in it that I don't even know who they are because they're like 17th off the bench. It's like, what am I watching right now? It's always been trash, though. It's never been exciting. Like, what's the point of it? I actually disagree. I liked the to- like the tournament style they did uh, like four or five years ago where it was head-to-head. Uh, they had to run the obstacle course and then take the three-point shot at the end. That was kind of dope because there was some sort of... Uh, like a build up, you know. What I mean, you had like a very climactic finish. Gotcha. Yeah, that, that's like the that was, that was the time right. where like Chuck would went against Dick Bavetta, and unfortunately he passed away. But I remember what you're talking about. Uh, but yeah, this format's bad, and just like a little cherry on top for just to finish the the skill stuff. Did you guys see what happened with the uh, the Rooks team on the shooting competition? No. Blank faces. No. All right. Well, it's, it's it's a funny story. So basically, with the shooting portion of the skills competition, you have one minute, a whole minute. To get as many points as you can. There's like little markers on the court. You know, there's a marker for one point shot, a two point shot, three, four, five, yada, yada, yada. The rookies team of NBA players, mind you, NBA professional players, scored three points. Oy. And I think we could have done better as a collective group. Well, to make it sound even better, they only scored, you said four? Three. Or three. They only scored th- their professional basketball players, and they only scored three more points than this whole panel combined. So, like, that's the positive way of looking at it as to how much of a chance we could. And we didn't NBA. even get a chance to shoot. No, nope, I don't even play basketball. Like I'm that. good they for one three. three more points than me. I'm that's good for I'm one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So, one that, whole minute, too. Yeah. Uh, skills was kind of whatever. Shooting competition. I don't know if you guys. So, is, did either of you watch Saturday? The three-point contest. Okay. Did you like three-point contest? I like the fact that Dane won. I've, fair. Fair. I, I don't know if he would have won if Steph was there, but I like the fact that Dane won. Yeah, the, the quality of the shooters was so-so this year. I mean, you got Buddy Heald, obviously, former three-point winner, uh, contest winner. He's always a good shooter. You had a couple guys that you thought could be okay. Uh, Kevin Herter. 
but he's been in a slump recently. He was an embarrassment. Did you guys hear? Did you hear Jimmy what Chuck said about Kevin Herter? Was it him or Kenny Smith? Someone says something. Please tell me what he said. They go, uh, you know, Kevin Herter. He's in a slump. You know, he had a bad year, but he'll come back next year and he'll he'll fit. He'll get better. And they go, you think he's getting invited back next year? Hell no. <laughs> What was the point of Julius Randle being? So that was going to be my you. point. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you brought that up, Jimmy. You could go and then I'll go after. No, I, I got you on that one because oh, okay. they were clowning him like this dude shouldn't even be here. And I was like, that's kind of messed up. Uh, but he actually was a fill-in, so he was the last second replacement for Anthony Simons. Yeah. Even still, that's an find that's someone else. Very yeah, that's a very bad fill-in. Essentially, like I, I think the. Biggest takeaway, at least for me, from the All-Star Weekend is the meme that was created from, unfortunately, Julius Randle's son from him performing. Oh. It's like he missed the, like, the last mad. shot. And he was like, oh, no. Like he was <laughs> so sad. like, Dad, why? No. <laughs> it's like that's what I got dude, dude, out of the whole weekend man. was his son's face, essentially. Just that like, the, I can't was believe that it. The, like the highlight for you at the three-point yes. like, <laughs> like His face was, I got to go to school knowing that my friends are going to clown me, that my dad can't shoot. Like, that's what he did. Well, half the school probably can't say their dad is an NBA player. So, you know. That's so. fair. You know how eight-year-olds, they don't care. <laughs> yeah. They, they, know, know, they really dad. know. They're just going to clown his son. Like, your dad can't shoot threes. And he's like, well, he's in the NBA. You hear? Well, he can't shoot threes you, you hear what happened to poor russell westbrook's kid they call him westbrook uh, at school mm, the kids be mean yeah. they don't care they, they do not yeah. <laughs> and by the way jimmy no. you'll learn that, that d's the ultimate hater and uh, anytime someone suffers he, he gets joy out of it so you know oh, we always like, like to it. talk about positivity so i'm just kidding like i'm just kidding some moves, that's all <laughs> oh man <laughs> uh yeah it's a day one three-point competition it honestly like in the in past years for me the three points have been the, the event on Saturday. And I feel like obviously the, the skills competition was a clown show. Three point competition be kind of let down. They, they, they trying to add more like all, all stars, actually superstars to the three point contest. That's what they tried to do this year to me anyway. But like you said, a lot of people pulled out. Yeah. I think the names is the only thing that would be the saving grace for it. And at, at its height, I would say what was it, like four or five years ago when Steph and Clay went like against each other, everybody was clamoring around their TVs to watch that because it's just a shooting like frenzy. Yeah. Um, even as good as Dame Lillard is, and like we saw, he was obviously able to take away the trophy. Like he's not Steph Curry magic, right? He's not Clay Thompson heat like oh, heat check. Whoa, 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 I mean, whoa, whoa. Dame. Oh, let's go, let's go. I'm here for it. Dame you're not saying it. So you saying? Dame, okay, I get you on Steph, but mm -hmm. you just Clay. Yes, he's not better a shooter than Clay. No. Oh, you're crazy. I think I think Dame can hit your your crazy shot, right. right? Like the unexpected three point shot. But if you're if you're if you're putting them against each other with when it comes to I need like ten straight threes, I'm taking Clay Thompson over Damian Lillard. I think there's day. a difference we got to talk about here between Clay and Damian, right? And it's the same difference between Clay and Steph. Clay, I will take him against anyone in the world, just catch and shoot, not moving. But mm -hmm. Damian Lillard has great. that shot off the dribble that Clay will never be able to do. I mean, Very he can true. a little bit, but like it's a different type of three point shot. So I, I yeah. think, and then I think for like the three point competition itself, because they have those those starries, which we all found out starry was a new thing. I guess uh, we found that out this weekend. 
but they have that shot, and that's Dame. That's Dame range. I think he nailed like six of those straight. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. He, he got stuff range, but he probably not as accurate as stuff. But he got stuff range. Yeah, by no means am I saying that like Dame is a bad shooter. I think Trudeau hit it on the nose with like they just have different styles of shooting. Yeah. And yeah. I, if it's like late in the shot clock. Like he's got the ball. Yeah, I'm taking Dame over Clay when it comes to like just be able to create a shot and hit it, right? He's going to hit a contested shot deep, right on the line, whatever it is. But if it's like the play is drawn up, no, I'm taking Clay because he's sinking that shit coming off the pick every I, single time. I, I, I get you. That, I that's where I go yeah. off of that. Yeah, I give you that. I give you that. But just going back to the participants, I'm looking at the list now because I forgot all the guys that participated. Really, I'd only call two maybe a shooter like most of these guys are are not known as just being a shooter uh actually probably just one buddy healed he's a shooter like through and through yeah. that's his that's his, his get down tyrese halburn leading lead and assist like not really a shooter though he lit it up in this first round mm-hmm. tyler hero again more of like a mid-range floater i don't really think of him as a three-point shooter he, he can like again like he can i'm not saying he's not yeah. kevin herter i think they just want to have a white guy in there uh, Red Velvet got the home in there. Uh, he was awful. Uh, who else? Man, we mentioned Lillard, Lori Markinen, just because he's the hometown guy. Yeah, Julius Randle, obviously replacement. Tate again. Tatum, like again, he can hit the three point shot. His numbers were surprisingly pretty poor when they they showed him his three point numbers this year. I think it was below thirty three percent. His shooting, I think, is down because of his volume. I don't think it's essentially efficiency. I think it's the volume shooting that he has yeah. to take. So overall, I didn't love it, um, but you know, I think that the best thing about All Star Weekend is up until that point, right? We were kind of disappointed with the first two events. The slam dunk competition brought it. Did you guys stay up for that, or were you did, were you scarred from previous seasons and being like, "Nah, this is gonna be whack. I'm already out." I, I almost was done this year. If it if, they, if it wasn't exciting this year, it was over. With. It's like, man, man, it was. It still was kind of slight. You still had some. Again, some participants that shouldn't have been there. Yeah. I mean, most, most of them on, on paper probably shouldn't have been there, right? Because it's just names. They're just names. The best NBA player, I you could argue Trey Murphy. He's pretty solid from the Pelicans. Uh, I'd probably say KJ Martin. He, he's yeah. been solid for the Rockets. Uh, obviously, Mac McClung became a household name after Saturday. Honestly, yeah. though... <laughs> We should have seen the, this. That coming. was their white chocolate and um, that was their real white chocolate for the All Star Weekend. I'm the, I'm the, I saw a, a a picture and it was just like he took the bag. Like there's nobody that outside of maybe Lori Markinen, I think McClung, McClung, however you want to pronounce it, probably the biggest winner of the All Star Weekend because what. He's been doing this for years, and like yeah. he finally got the platform for. It. Like I remember when he was the YouTube sensation. You were like, "Yo, this little dude could dunk." Then he got to college, and he would have like those still same types of videos, but like he wasn't really in game dunking. And then he got yeah. to the Lakers and the G League, and like we all know what happened with that. And then he got put on the dunk contest platform, and like he did everything that he, all those dunks that he did yesterday, sorry, two days ago, were essentially the same dunks that he did. Like four years ago, but like now the world got to see it instead of just people on YouTube. Didn't, didn't he sign like a Puma deal like two days? Yeah, he's with Puma. Yeah, yep. so like he had a whole turnaround in one that week. That man got dude, a bag like, this weekend. So good for him. Like, Puma knew the script, man. Puma knew the script. <laughs> they was like, "Hey, come check it out first, mm-hmm. dude." Um, yeah, he was he was solid. I think 
the worst guy of that competition was Jericho Sims. You guys watch that those dunks? Yeah, dude. He, the guy with the arm. He tried doing the arm. He did the same dunk twice. twice. The same twice dunk dude. twice. But the second time he had a an envelope that said fifty, which was the lamest shit ever. And then like, he uh, ripped the envelope. Carl, Carl Malone's face was just like priceless, dude. Like he was like, "What the f- man? He was like, what is this, man? Like, dude, that was terrible." So he, here, he got here a free vacation. He got a free vacation, though. To Salt Lake how, City, though. <laughs> how yeah, Salt awkward, Lake City at all? How awkward is it to have Carl Malone in all of this? I don't want to go into like the reasoning. Oh man, for it, I heard about like, that shit. This it was how, a lot of talk on Twitter, dude. Everybody talked like when D. I saw his name. I know that the NBA. I feel like they have been doing everything they could to keep him away from the NBA. Like he was, he wasn't invited to the all the. To 75, right? Wasn't that mm-hmm. all of 70 all NBA 75's list? He's on it, but he wasn't invited to it because of the publicity that was behind I'm it. John Stockton, though, dude. Like that dude's crazy as far as picking poison. Like he's like big conspiracy right now. Like, oh. and of course, hip hop anonymous is gonna come in here and say some stuff like that. Of course, I can't man. wait to see like, what he has to say. Yeah, <laughs> of course he's popular with the young people. <laughs> That's a good joke, man. Holy shit, hold I'm on one glad second. You kept hey, 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 this Thank is for hip hop. that's solid that's solid uh so d do you since you brought it up i was gonna go there for those uninitiated with the car malone thing what what's what's the deal i'm not gonna go i'm not gonna dig deep into it because again i don't if you win if you want to know definitely research it google if you can my point was i feel like it was very strange that i get he's one of the all-time greats that have played in the city of utah i understand that but you got to understand what's going to come with the, the shit storm that's going to happen with the league or just people that are your, your casuals when you show his face. And that's exa- like as soon as I saw it, I was yeah. like, oh, wait a minute. Like, he all right, man, like, hey, camera, a lot yeah. of camera time. Too. Oh, yeah. A lot more than I was expecting. Yeah. Like, I get if you show him to be like, hey, Carmelo, you have of all time. But like. He just, just look up being on Demetrius Bell. Like, just look up Demetrius Bell. That's all you got to look up. Yes. You'll find that out all, that's all you need. All you need to know. You guys are da- dancing around it. He got a 13-year-old yeah. pregnant. Yep, he did. He definitely did, of course. And he, he was not 13. Say, you said it, not me. You can look up the age of <laughs> he was on your own. It wasn't 13. It's just this. It's again. This isn't that type of show. We said we talk sports. Right, 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 right. Us. Let's make sure we keep it a hundred, right? But I'm, no, it, that's that was that was where my problem was. I was like, all right, but I get it. But like, do we really have to show this man? So it's just very strange that 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 they did as much as they did. He wasn't only delivering the mail. Why do you got to keep doing this, man? I got, like, I got, I got a question though. I got a question though. Speaking, speaking, <laughs> speaking on the dunk contest though, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So you seen the All Star game yesterday uh, with LeBron? That dunk with LeBron off the backboard. Mm-hmm. Oop to itself. You think LeBron can um, go back to the dunk contest one year? Hell no. No, he's never gonna do it. No, he's he's which is I a, still a, think a, he got something in him. I think what you would get is a casual dunk that people would freak out because it's LeBron James, but he has always been an in game dunker, not a flashy dunker. That like behind the head like when he cocks it back dunk it looks incredible in a game if it's doing a dunk contest everybody's gonna be like we've seen it a hundred times but like yeah. that's his signature dunk <laughs> let me ask you this for what for what like what's the point like what if you win reward like risk At reward this point, they, they just want to see lebron do anything but my point is like point. if he participates what benefit does he get 
Like he he's already the biggest star in the world, and if LeBron loses to six foot two white Mac McClung, he's never gonna get the end of it. So like, there's they no make McClung even better, right? Like right, like that's why the stars don't do it because you can go out there and clown yourself, and what's the benefit? Like nothing. But I think that's the problem with like. A, not only just society, but just like in general with where we're at with the dunk contest, where people are thinking more about their image than what it does for the game itself. Mm. Meaning like when people were, <clears throat> I'm not reading his comments, so it's fine. <laughs> um, but when people what? back in the day, back in the 90s, back in the early 2000s, when we saw, you know, Brent Barry do his thing, when we saw Kobe do his thing, when we saw T-Mac go against McGrady, when we saw, I know it was only, what, eight years ago, but Levine go after Aaron, Dog, Aaron that Gordon. That was fantastic. Like, they didn't yeah. care. They were like, I'm going to put on a show. Like, even Blake Griffin dunking over the key. Granted, he jumped over the hood, but, like, they were doing, people were, stars were doing things to get other people to, like, elevate themselves. Now they're just like, man, I don't want to lose because, like, I'm going to look bad and I'm going to see all these emojis on Instagram. And it's like, it's if, come on, man. Like it's Zion, bigger than that. If Zion do it though, it'd be nice. Oh though. my god. They, they'll get so much high. They'll hype it back up just that name alone. Zion. D D knows though, Zion would do it and like be out for five weeks after he, he hurts Hammy or some he, shit. Yeah. We would see one 360, you know, windmill dunk. It would look incredible. We would all go crazy. And then on Monday morning after we'd be like, Zion Williams out three to four weeks but due to leg contusions. Do you guys <laughs> Is, guys, is it the Pelican syndrome or the AD syndrome? No, it's the, it's the Zion syndrome. It's being three hundred and fifty pounds and six six. Bro, that's that's mean. He ain't three fifty. No, he's he's pushing three hundred. Three fifty though. He's six six. He might even be six five. We just keep saying that he's taller. He went from like six ten at Duke to getting measured in the NBA and like. Bro, you're six six. We can't we can't list you at six ten. I'm sorry. Like that's what happened. Zion hater. Hundo. I love Zion Williams. I, I look. I, I want to okay. go down that on road. this podcast. You've like, done nothing but talk shit about no, Zion Williams. I just I just call a spade a spade. And if it, the the best ability is availability, he ain't available, unfortunately, my friend. Hey man, he definitely never is. I know never he ruined is. my prediction. He ruined it. Well, what was your prediction? Oh, let's hear it. I, I had the I had the Pelicans before the season finishing the second seed, and before he got hurt, they were looking damn good about finishing second seed. They they started off nice, and they then the like Zion. Ten, ten games slide. You can call it hate, but what I did was just say, "Look, they look great, but if Zion gets hurt, that team will be bad." Where are they at now? I'm not it wasn't that, just Zion though. Bi went out. At, they're not good, and he he got hurt. What you say sorry. Bi got hurt too. Like it was, it was not just the Zion thing. They got bad luck. Yeah, it's been heavy on the injuries over there for them this year. So maybe they turn around. But just real quick, back to the dunk competition, right? I just think this was the, one of the best we've seen in like a good four or five years. And you know what? Yeah. It wasn't just the it wasn't the quality of dunks, but it was just that the efficiency, right? It was a lot of one dunk attempt finish. It, it was moving on. It wasn't sitting there waiting for everyone to dunk. I don't know if they changed the rules to put a time limit and a number of dunks at the same time, but it's felt like it went real fast this year. Yeah, it did. It went smooth. It, most of it did. It's essentially what's going to make the, if the dunk contest comes back, I can't remember what year it was, but there was, I think it's the reason why they put the timer in, but the, the first time that you attempt the dunk and it goes in, that's where all of the like hype comes. And that's why that Levine might go down as probably the best in history. That's why that Levine Gordon dunk contest was so good because every dunk that they attempted went in. And it was just like, there was no like retry. 
It was off the glass between the legs, jumping from the free throw line, jumping over the mascot, and like they didn't have to do it again. Yeah. I want to ask you, do you guys have a favorite dunk of all time from a dunk competition? Because mine is that, because I'm a Magic fan. Believe it or not, Jimmy, it's sad, a sad existence for me. But the Aaron Gordon over stuff when he was spinning on the hoverboard between the legs dunk, that was my favorite dunk of all time in a dunk competition. I liked all those dunks that um, wasn't that Zach and um, Aaron contest, man. All of those were sick, man. They were I hard. still, I'm very vintage with the dunk contest. I love me some Zach Levine dunks. Like, I think he, he had springs before he got hurt that were ridiculous. But there may, at least for me, there may not be a topped dunk than Vince Carter's 360 windmill. The the smoothness of his dunk, the ball went straight down, by the way. Like he was so high and dunked it so smooth that it just went straight down. One of the cleanest fucking dunks I have ever seen. And this is after watching Levine jump from the free throw line and put it between his legs. Bruh, like it looked great. You just remind me of something that I forgot about over the weekend and I want to bring it up. I want to call out a man, a Pascal Siakam, for being the ultimate look at me over the weekend. Because that dude, you see Pascal Siakam over the weekend with his with his flip camcorder recorder, trying to be like uh, like Shaq recording Shaq Vince Carter back in the day. He was just doing it to be like, look at me on camera. Come on, Pascal, you're better than you that. Play, you play for Toronto. You gotta do something. For <laughs> oh shit! Do, well, he did Take he get the bag? Him. Did he get paid, or he is he waiting for his contract? They was almost about to ship him out, wasn't they? Yeah, he was. Pas- yeah, he talked about. He he was so hyped up, and I think he's obviously a great two way. But he was so. I know we're getting way off of the All Star Weekend, but he <laughs> was hyped up post championship because of what Kawhi did. And then yeah. they put everything on his shoulders, and he just has not succeeded mm-hmm. since. He was real good last good year too. A good number two. Yeah. He was good for last year for a stretch, so he had some crazy numbers the back half of the season last year. Um, yeah, anything else in the dunk competition before we move on? Nah, just la- last thing. Really good opportunity. I know they're remaking White Man Can't Jump too. Guys, reach out to Mac McClung. This is your chance. I'm telling you, this is the time to strike. Uh hey, la- but you can't you can't do that, bro. You can't have. I know that we were gonna go to the next one, but like, <laughs> that's the definition of the white man that can jump. So like, he can't that's the be point. anywhere in that movie. No, no, no. No, he, he's, like, he's he advertised. Like, Billy Hall, he couldn't dunk. Like a hole, whatever his name was. Like Billy Hall, he like he couldn't, and they got lucky, and you know, in that two on two contest. But like, you can't have Mac McGung show up because then everybody's like, wait a minute, that white boy, he can <laughs> jump. Like, no, that gets rid of the whole movie. Good, good marketing. That's what I'm saying. That's the PR thing. It's a PR thing. Um, hey, before we talk, I don't know if you guys want to talk about all, All-Star Game, but I was always in, every year, I, I make an appointment television to watch a celebrity game. Do you guys care about that at all? <laughs> nah. Yeah. The Miz was there. He hit. A, he almost hit a game winner. Do you see that shit? Yeah. yeah. That, you see how hyped up he was after the end of that, too? He's like, I would be hyped, too, man. I think that might have been probably just, the, the for me, the funniest part of it, because... I obviously, I'm a, still a WWF WWE nerd, um, and my in my group chat, like somebody texted us, like some white dude just hit a half court shot to to win the, to send it overtime. <laughs> I didn't see what was, yeah. <laughs> so like I looked at the replay and I was like, "You better come correct. That ain't some white dude. That's the Miz." And I was like, "I feel such a nerd." <laughs> like that's him in that shot. <laughs> hey, look, if you don't know the Miz, man, I don't know. I still got that shit from the WWF episode we did. I love it. Um, 
But hey, you see DK Metcalf? That dude was just, Man. he's a freak. Yeah. Yeah. So he, I don't know if it's real, but did you see that he's getting random drug tested because of <laughs> no, it's um, fake. His, it's definitely fake. his video that he put out? Obviously, the the that's not commercial, but like him, yeah, the one-handed catch. And then he was oh. just dunking on everybody in the NBA, in the uh, <laughs> the celebrity games. Like, time out. Let's just make sure that he's actually legit. It's like, I think he's legit. He's just 6'5", and he's built like a shit brick house is what some, some Man. people would say. <laughs> Man, dude, what the? Like I, big as shit, dude. Like what? <laughs> like they something like that comes out of a bottle. Like that's not real. Yeah, dude. It like he uh, got hired to take down the Chinese balloon. <laughs> <laughs> He's got the ups, man. Though. Oh, <laughs> uh, hey, last thing on the uh, celebrity game, which was I felt bad for for Dwayne Wade. You know, in between each quarter, they had some sort of little gimmick, and uh, one of the gimmicks was. The two team captains, which was Dwayne Wade and I forget the guy uh, who's the, he's the other captain was the majority owner of this, the Utah Jazz. Obviously, Dwayne Wade is minority owner. They did a three point shooting competition. Now, this is just some random dude who owns the Jazz, um, never played basketball. He won. He beat Dwayne Wade in a three point shooting competition. It's the 25 shots. I felt bad. It was man. Every clink that Dwayne Wade did, I was like, ooh, ooh, please right stop. After, like, like right after you get inducted to the Hall of Fame too. Like what? <laughs> that's not a good look. That, but that's one of those things that, like, uh, that was like the Kevin Hart versus Draymond. Like, we all know that Draymond's not a three point shooter, but like, you start to miss two or three shots as an NBA player, and you're just like, I can't. Hold on a second. I can't. I can't be the one that loses to this guy. And then, like, you start missing more. And you're like, fuck. So, like, you're not focusing on what you actually have to do. So, you I'm not. Damn, surprised. sure can't lose to Kevin Hart because, like, you don't talk so much shit afterwards. <laughs> you ain't never living that down. <laughs> <laughs> uh anything anything on the game itself before we get into the first five uh anything at all? i guess takeaways for it just because um you know i love that you guys keep you know, not you guys jimmy not you not you but there are people on this panel that like to say that i'm a hater i think there's some a hater takeaways for the celtics um jason tatum obviously like there's no defense in the in the all-star game but like he made it a point that he wanted to be an mvp and when he's retired, like he's going to show that he's got an all-star game MVP and the Mamba MVP of all. So it's good for him. Jalen Brown also showed up. So like, mm. I think everything that I said at the beginning of the season that they're going to miss Ime, I might be incorrect with that. I know they're on a little bit of a skid, you know, mid season, but like, this was a great weekend for them to show up as like, we belong here because Jalen was always on that like weird area where like he's an all-star caliber, but like, does he get invited? And Tatum yeah, the was cam mask on last night too. Yes. <laughs> so, I like that look. <laughs> it was, I was, I was actually happy to see that those two were, you know, they, they did what they were able to do during the weekend. You yeah, know, um, to piggyback off that, that probably was the best thing for the Celtics to see both of them. Cause they probably was both of the best players in the, all-star game combined both of them and they both Celtics players. So it was probably very good for the Celtics front office to see. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm excited to see what you guys say about the Celtics when we get to the uh, look ahead portion of this. All right, let's wrap up and we'll go to the Frizz's five, which I can't wait to show you Jimmy what the Frizz's five is all about. It's revolutionary. Prepare yourselves for the greatest and most unique segment in podcast history. Let's rank some stuff with D. It's time for Frizz's Five. 
All right, so this is the segment. I mean, I want to let you a little behind the scenes. Don't tell anybody. Versus five, the most hottest segment in podcasting. It's just a top five list, but don't tell anybody that. It's, we're just doing a top five list. <laughs> so this week, we were inspired by, I think it was Kenny the Jet Smith inspired mm-hmm. us. Uh, I don't know if you watched the All-Star Game and saw this, Jimmy, but at some point, it was Kenny, Charles Barkley, and Shaq, and they're all joking around about Utah. And uh, they said, you know, all these people are going to go to heaven because they ain't shit to do in this city. You can't drink. You can't smoke. can't do nothing. <laughs> and we we're like, you know what? He's probably right. <laughs> Utah sounds like it's awful. So we're inspired. We wanted to do it's a little yin, yin and yang, actually, action. Darian is going to do the top five cities to live in as an NBA athlete that you'd want to live in. I, because Darian is quote-unquote a positive guy, not a negative guy, I'm going to be the hater. I'm going to be the hater and drop the top five worst NBA cities there are. Uh, the way this works, Jimmy, is we'll go one by one. We'll try rapid fire, you know, mid, mid, mid rapid fire. Um, feel free to talk some shit criticize the list be mean have fun with it you know this is your time to also get in and get into the list so we'll go d we're gonna go start with the positive right we're gonna start positive with d what is your number five and because jimmy is new to this and i'm I'm sorry that i have to say it but i'm not sorry at the same time it ain't your top five it's my goddamn top five (laughs) so let me get with this one number five i don't care if you call it a homer i don't care if you call it bias it's more about everything that goes around it at least for me number five i'm going with new orleans hear me out for this um destination wise when you think of what happens in an nba season you have to worry about the winter, right? It is a winter sport. And the weather that is around New Orleans, you have the New Orleans pageantry when it comes to Mardi Gras. Hurricanes. Mardi Gras. You might have hurricanes, bro, but you got tornadoes in the Midwest. So, like, what, what are we talking about? We have tornadoes. We have hurricanes in Miami, and we all know where that's going to be on everybody's list. Uh, New Orleans itself is always talked about when it comes to Bourbon Street or anything that comes with after the game. I feel like if one major star were to ever sign there, it would be a huge attraction just based off of what you can do outside of an NBA game when the game is over. Counterpoint. That's a a football city, though, to me, though. It's like it's a basketball player. It's like that's a football. They have the arena be empty. Also true. But (laughs) I, I know what you mean by that. What I'm saying is if they got the star, they were bumping when when AD and the Pelicans or Hornets at the time, when mm. they were a Western Conference contender. Yes, they were. Nah, actually, that was an area that was actually Now really that Jimmy brings this up, I remember I watched a, uh, a Denver Nuggets Pelicans game a couple months was ago. It on a, was it on a Tuesday? Like at 6.30 It was, 6:30 it was, on, a, it like, was on a weekday, we but about? it was like half empty, and this was supposed to be a good-ass team, and you have Jokic playing. Like, Didn't you just tell sad, me that, that Zion, ben, uh, Brandon Ingram, and oh, like Lonzo Oh, now you're out, okay like, with whatever, the excuses. Yeah. Whatever. Now you're okay Move with the on excuses. to number four, because again, it ain't your list, it's my <laughs> list. Number four, because we got these haters in here today. I'm going with Houston, Atlanta, Vegas, but only the first one. Houston, Texas. Bro, 
Oh, we said it already. We said it off air. You know the strippies in Houston. I've never been, oh. but we know that we know that James Harden loved that out there. We know that James Harden was a triple <laughs> th- triple double threat. We know that James Harden was a Hall of Famer when he was in Houston. So they gotta have something going. I've never been. I, I could care less. But if they had if they had this man before he was the Pillsbury Doughboy doing what he was doing Hall of Famer wise, <laughs> they gotta have something out there because when he went from Houston to Philly. We saw him blow up like he was a chunky man on Campbell's Chunky Soup commercials. Yeah. Like, I've never seen such a change. So whatever they were doing to keep that man a Hall of Famer, they got to have it there. And I would imagine other NBA players would love that. They just have a shitty situation right now because it's draft picks only and terrible organization. But they'll be good if they get a star. That's my bad. I thought you, I thought for some reason I thought you were doing the hater list. And I was like, no, Houston's not top five worst. Oh, that's proper. See, that's me, proper. Yeah, you give me that reaction. You ain't even listening. <laughs> You're just such you a hater. Even, I just assumed. Whatever, bro. But we're going to keep this list going so that you guys can do yours. Number three. This one's actually really easy. It was hard for me to not put them in the top two, but Miami for sure. <laughs> something about South Beach, something about Pat Riley. If you go there and you have the right mindset, Miami's always that like contender pest. And then when they had LeBron, Wade, and, and Bosch, obviously they were championship contenders, right? Um, also, you had the, the time frame before that when it was Shaq and D-Wade. There's a lot that goes into it for just being on the South Beach area. I've been there once. It was an incredible time. Uh, I would imagine all NBA players that visit Miami, they might stay out a little late and hope that tip-off's at like 8.30 and not 6.30. And that's number three? Yeah, you man, got two better good. than that. I, Miami is probably my number one, man. My oof, that Miami nightlife is is something else. And if you got really? money, although to be fair, there is two cities that we have not mentioned that is pretty goddamn good nightlife. Mm, yeah, so let's see if it's number two. Number two, and I don't care because that means you'll probably know who number was, who, who number one is. I'm going New York. Right, you can call it what you want with it being the Knicks, something about it being the mecca of basketball, something about it being the primetime player in New York. Like, if you are that guy, Carmelo Anthony, for example, that is the life that you want on the biggest stage, the biggest part of basketball, essentially where it blew up the most. If you are that guy in New York, like you have the city that never sleeps, right? You have the entire Big Apple to you, to you, to your as your oyster. That to me is up there as one of the best destinations to play during the basketball season. New York's dope. I mean, it's expensive as fuck, but if you got the NBA salary, it don't matter. Yeah, yeah, bro. Yeah. They, they ain't nothing. If you were an NBA player, you could care less about what oh, anything costs. Up there, though, like. So that would be, and again, you guys can go over the worst places too, but like that would be the difference between New York and Boston for me, and probably where you're at up in the Chi Town area, where it's like there's just more in New York. So that like that is the, the 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 winters are sufferable because there's more in New York than I would say Chicago or Boston. And I guess your number one's gonna be Chicago. Let's do this, baby. Chicago for our boy Jimmy, right? Y'all already know that number one is always will be and forever will be the Los Angeles, California area, baby. Come on, man. Like, y'all know that I'm a Laker fan. Like, you give me a list like this, always will be not only just the banners that they have out there, not only just the lifestyle that they have out there, not only do they have, unfortunately, it's not Staples Center anymore, it's crypto at Staples or whatever. Like, they have the best area for basketball in the world. Like, it comes with the championships. It comes with the Mamba mentality. It comes with the diesel trucks, you know, from from Shaq's time frame, Magic and all that. Like, everything about the Lakers in, sorry, everything about Los Angeles 
is basketball and any star would want to go to that area to promote their brand when lebron james was was picking about where he's going to grow the lebron brand it was los angeles because that's where you want to go as a star to grow yourself basketball or non-basketball related tell me that i'm wrong nah i'm sure that's why i was surprised you picked the pelicans like in new orleans to be anywhere on your top five. Yeah, Jimmy, what um what would you replace the Pelicans with? If I assume like the top four I think is pretty solid. I just I'm with you with the Pelicans. Right. Get get out of here with that. What what would you add as a number five? I guess you you probably be it's a reason players want to go to Arizona now, man. It's it's a real nice reason to go to Arizona. Um it's, it's a lot of land out there. They still building, dude. And they still building, so it's a lot of it's quiet out there. It's a reason they want to go out there. It's, it's real nice out there, in Arizona, dude. It's nice. You keep around this reason, but you ain't telling me what the reason is besides land. You can get land look, anyway. It's you a, can get look, land in Carolina. I, let, let, look, you want it's, <laughs> it, land, the land come with ladies out there, okay? Oh, the land oh okay. Come with the ladies well, out there. Let's get a little deeper with that, bro. Like, and, like, and, like, and, and, and don't and 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 secretly, they probably don't want a lot of people to know because they don't want a lot of tourists to start coming. Phoenix nightlife is 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 not not nothing light either. You know what I'm saying? So Phoenix will probably I will definitely take Phoenix over you know New Orleans. You heard you heard it here first. Like if you if you're a single guy, Phoenix Arizona <laughs> man, get get your ass over there. You on your retirement? You on your way your retirement? Go to Phoenix. You know, they got a lot of retirement homes out there. I'm sure the mailman's looking out there. You know what I mean? Chill. He likes them young. Which, <laughs> my goodness. I had a couple for an honorable mention. <laughs> Phoenix was not a destination by any means. I'm not, I'm not, no. I'm not listening to your jokes about this. And I saw the comment. I wasn't going to talk about it. We we are past this, bro. Like, oh, let's man. move on to the next one. Bro, what's up with, the, we, we cannot get away from Carmelo. He's, he's stuck with us. The mailman. Oh, All right, I'm yeah, gonna be man. I'm gonna be rat tat tat rapid fire for the. I got the worst. I'm the hater parlay. Um, mm. I got the worst five worst places to live. Um, I'm with Chuck, man. Utah, Salt Lake City, Utah, man. What? I get it, man. If you can ski and snowboard, that place is dope as hell, right? But you know they can't be doing that, right? Like I don't <laughs> know how many of those guys want to do that. And secondly, like it's probably in your contract, you shouldn't be doing that. Uh, so you're yeah. sitting out in the cold, freezing your ass off. Number four. Cleveland. Yeah. Jimmy, you're Joe you're Kane, closer to Joe that. Kane, no, I said it, man. Best nobody want to go to Cleveland for vacation. No. Nobody. And nobody by the way, back to back years, these all stars are getting screwed. Cleveland and Utah. Back to back, man. Good God. Number three, you're probably gonna get mugged. Detroit. That's a that's a rough ass city. I mean, I know there's probably some good shit to do there, but like, it's I'm rough. I'm kind of close to Detroit, so shout out to Detroit, y'all. I'm not <laughs> talking about y'all. <laughs> Jimmy, am I being too mean to Detroit? No, you're not, though. Okay, it, it's a rough place, though. Like, I don't know. Um, it's not number. It's not number one, though. It's not the worst place or the second worst. Number two, I, I like what they're doing down there. They got a fun little team to watch. They might be in the play in this year, but good god, Oklahoma City. Why do you even have a team? <laughs> Send them back to Seattle, please. The city that never sleeps, right, D? Yeah, there's like 10 cities that never sleep, according to Google. I always thought it was Seattle, but apparently it's New York. Um, (laughs) I spared my Orlando Magic. They're not in the top top five because, you know, it's it's warm there. If you've got kids go to Disney World, I mean, I know it's a swamp, but whatever. Number one, I mean, come on. You guys know what number one is, the worst city as a professional basketball player to play. 
It's fucking hot as balls. Okay. There is nothing to do there. And it is away from everything. It's isolated in the middle of nowhere. That's right. Everyone's favorite mascot, the coyote in San Antonio. San Antonio? <laughs> I'm telling you, the only time they were ever relevant, they had two foreigners who didn't know any better. And they had one guy who didn't want to talk and didn't give a shit and wanted to be left alone. He loved it. Since Ka- Kawhi's like, this is awful. Send me to L.A. Everywhere. I, no one wants to play in San Antonio. Always just these weird guys or foreign guys. The, the, the night. What are you going to do with San Antonio? Let me ask you that. What's the nightlife like? But I could, I could care my less. Ass to Houston. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I could honestly care less about like the city itself. I'm just trying to do the math because it ain't math. And you said two guys that were foreigners, and then you went to Kawhi Leonard. You just skipped out the whole thing with David Robinson, David Robinson and Tim Duncan. Yeah. Like I you said, just missed no, no, the whole no, no, no. twenty I said, years I said, of dominance. Like, I said two foreigners, right? Tony Parker, Manu, and I said one guy who doesn't even want to talk, which was Tim Duncan. Oh, I thought you, you were referring still, to you Kawhi. You're still leaving now, David Robinson. Yeah, like that's where it came in. When they had the Astro, I'm not saying that they're not, but like when they had the Astrodome, like San Antonio was bumping. Like it was the one of the eighth, the ninth wonders of the land, like of the world, whatever you want to call it. Like that stadium made that place desirable. But like I would say after they blew that shit up, then probably not. Yeah. It always been boring to watch them, though. I can say that. (laughs) Well, that's Greg Popovich. I've actually watched, weirdly enough, on the league pass, way more San Antonio Spurs games than I should admit. I love Johnny Sohan. That dude is so much fun to watch. You know who that is, D? I have no... You can tell by my face. I don't know who the hell... Johnny... Am I, is am that I the proud guy from Cartoon the, the, Network? The, the, the dye hair dude. Dye hair dude, yeah. From Baylor. Mm-mm. You gotta watch oh, me. Johnny Tsunami. That's who I was that, thinking. That's... Alright. Great way to punctuate the segment. <laughs> All right, let's just talk some NBA actual astral basketball instead of this nonsense we've been doing for 45 where minutes. where we're at, man. <laughs> uh, I'll, let, I'll let Jimmy start because um, I know, Jimmy, I know that you recently did a podcast episode talking kind of like, at least you started with the Western Conference, you know, the, the, the teams that you saw moving forward and being contenders in the West. And I, I will let, I'll let the floor, you know, I'll let you ISO and kind of go where you want with this, but... Looking forward in the Western Conference the rest of the season, like what excites you? What teams do you think could have a chance of, you know, after making whatever moves they did, propelling themselves to the top and, you know, whatever? Well, Floor is yours. The Western Conference has been exciting all season. It's um been tight from 4th to 13th, you know. So a lot of these trades that they did before the uh, trade deadline, and even today, they um with the buyouts, they we they announced, you know, Westbrook going to the Clippers. Um, it's gonna be real exciting to see these last twenty five to twenty six games everybody have. For me, um, Denver stays at top. Mm. Denver is Jokic is playing, averaging pretty much a triple double this season. Um. Murray is coming back. He's giving us like that. Um, when he was in the bubble, you know, he giving us he giving us those games. And I don't know if you remember when he was in the bubble, like him and Donovan Mitchell was going fifty points, fifty points, fifty <laughs> points back to back. You know, it's like so he giving us that feel. So and Michael Porter, if he's healthy, you know, so definitely Denver Nuggets for me is the top number one team for me. Um, wasn't that him? Was it Jamal Murray who got who, who got blasted for doing the dick pic in the bubble on Snapchat? <laughs> I misremember that. When you said Jim Bubble Murray, I was like, "What? Nah, he was he." 
he he's actually kind of coming into form. He had a uh, the beginning of the season. He he wasn't playing back to backs. He was a little rusty. But uh, yeah. as a proud Jamal Murray fantasy owner, he's he's been really good in the past month. Aaron Gordon, I don't know where this came from. He's he was borderline all star this year, um, and Michael Porter Jr. It's a miracle he's been healthy all season, pretty much. I love the Nuggets team. I'm just worried they didn't make enough moves at the deadline, especially with the team like Phoenix loading up um, this year. I don't think they should have got rid of Bones Highland, honestly. The Nuggets. Uh, yeah, so it's know. weird. I think that there was, from what I've heard from various podcasts, it was more of a chemistry issue where him and the coach did not see eye to eye in minutes and um, how he was being used on the floor and. Towards the end, he was coach's DNP back-to-back-to-back-to-back-to-back uh, to back to back to back to back games. And now, where's Bones now? Is he at the Lakers? Um, Clippers, I uh, Clippers, Clippers. Went over there to the Clippers. Yeah. I mean, I, I like I like the Nuggets. I, I'm worried they didn't make enough moves at the deadline. But they have a five-game cushion on Memphis. So as long as they don't collapse towards the end of the season, they could be the number one seed. And you know, that's going to go a long way for them. I think Memphis is going to be the team to collapse in the West. Mm, okay, elaborate. Uh, they they in the beginning of the season to me the biggest and the best thing about Memphis Grizzlies for them anyway was they played harder than all the other teams. Okay, they outplayed all the other teams. Minus the um the Morant saying that he's not worried about it. minus that right. <laughs> Once teams start to get hip on, okay, let's go play with this same intensity. They went on what a nine game slide, a ten game slide almost. You know, mm. it's like they not. Um, Dylan Brooks is not that guy. He's not the person that y'all think he is. He can't stick. D. He's not a good. No matter. They try to put him on the best offensive play on the other team. He gets smoked every time. He he just plays real hard. He's just annoying. That's what his 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 get down is. You know what he yeah. is? He's he's Dollar he's General. He's a bad Draymond. He's a bad Draymond. I would say he's he's Dollar Store Marcus Smart. Thank you for saying that. Facts. He's essentially still just running around thinking he's playing defense, but he doesn't yeah. do anything besides just getting in front I, of everybody. But no, to be fair, I do like his defense because he does play with intensity and he can get get under people's skin. I think his problem and the problem yeah, with him is uh, offensively, he's never seen a shot he doesn't like. He's got a, I think over the past month or so, like he has kind of toned down um, the number of attempts he's been taking and that's what they need because he's very inefficient. But if he goes back to old Dylan Brooks, they might have a problem offensively. I mean, like what the last four games before all-star break, he only scored over 10 points once. That's good. That's perfect for him. They got other guys. They, hey, I see them sliding though, man, because just because of a lot of trades. All right, so if if they slide, right, who moves into the two seed end of the season? Because you already said Denver is our is our team sticking at number one. Uh, Sacramento is behind them right now. I don't. For, I just just because they're named the Sacramento Kings, I can't trust them. That's yeah, just that's how it problem. is. That, and that's your problem. The Sacramento Kings been playing excellent all season. De'Aaron Fox is what third and fourth court scoring. Um, should have shouldn't even had to been a, a all star reserve. Mm-hmm. He should have been a, he should have been voted all star star this season. Um, yeah, in the all star game anyway. And Sabonis, man, it's like he won't. He a faster Jokic to me. You know what I'm saying? Like as far as like he he can do the same thing Jokic do. He a lighter light on his feet, shall I say? Yeah, he light on his feet. I, I he, he also get more stuff. defensively from um yeah. 
from him as opposed to Jokic. Jokic doesn't really play, doesn't play defense at all, honestly. I think that's mean because Jokic is not a bad defender. He's just not a good defender. His defense. Hold <clears throat> my bad. I didn't want to take take the mic. Um, but I, you, Jimmy, you made some great points. I want to touch on all of them, honestly. Um, I think Jokic offensively is so great that we don't really call him. We don't say anything about his defense, but his defense doesn't hurt the Nuggets. It's just for being that big of a player, that big of a presence, especially in the fourth quarter or bigger time frame, the playoffs. You're going to need that, and you're not going to take him off of the floor when you do play against those athletic bigs that they may not put up 30 on him. He's but horrible he, on the switch, dude. He's horrible. That's where I was switch. going with. It's not so much the one-on-one -on -one defense. It's just if somebody has to – if they switch up on somebody else to have him guard a wing or have a bit of point guard, like that's when those points, those, those 8 to 10 points, 12 to 14 points that he gave up, doesn't look like he gave it up to his matchup, but like it's those points here and there where it's like we could have gotten a stop and it would have helped us down the road. Uh, I think you hit it on the head too with the uh, with Memphis. Memphis is a flash in the pan. I think Golden State kind of showed the entire world that like they're not ready. And in a time frame where Golden State is still healing and we know how bad they are on the road, they're still able to just sun them and be like, look, you guys aren't that team. I know that you want to talk about being a dynasty, but like you've only made the no, you yeah, you've only made the Western Conference Finals, or did they make it to the second round? Um, I think it was second the second round. round. Okay. Second round, yeah. Um, so like they're they're not, right? But they think their shit doesn't stink. And essentially, like, I love John Moran. I think he is AI reincarnated, but he's doing way too much with this feeling like he deserves more. When at the end of the day, it's like, look, bro. You still need to win, right? Like, we, we can't all give everybody the Carmelo Anthony treatment where you're just a god of offensively, and then it, it attracts to absolutely nothing in the playoffs because that's where they're at right now. Yeah. They, they have an incredible off, excuse me, regular season. They get to the postseason, and they're like the lovable team, and then they get smacked. And they're like, well, wait, we come back next year. And they get smacked by the same teams. So, like, they need to I get over just, that hump before I think that they're going to be a good team. You just wait. You, you, you're stuck on biasy from previous years. Like, this team is very good. Like, they're the, the starting lineup of this team is very, very good between John Morant, Jaron Jackson Jr.'s Depoy, probably front runner right now. And uh, Desmond Bain is low key potentially two, three-time All-Star in the future. He's a very, very good player on, on like a really team-friendly He's team also always club. hurt. Like He's that's back, though, now. About. I mean, he missed time this year. I, I, Jimmy, you can fill me in on this one if you want, but like, I don't think he's an injury guy, Bane. Like, he missed a month or so he this missed, year, but like in the past, he hasn't been a guy that's been out that much. He's pretty solid. He's pretty solid. He does have like a, a lot of ankle injuries lately, though. Like, But he's pretty solid. Like He didn't miss that many. He missed a lot of this season on in a stretch, probably like two, three weeks at a time, but he's he's he gonna be ready for the playoffs. I don't see them sliding too much though, you know. Like I, I don't I don't see them slide. I, I get them four. I think I, the biggest point um that I was trying to go through with all of them is what you were saying about the competitiveness of the West, where those teams, you know, Denver, Memphis, and Sacramento, they didn't really do much around the trade deadline that will put them over the hump. But those middling teams, and I think me and Trudeau talked about this a couple of weeks ago, those middling teams, Phoenix, I mean, the Clippers, they picked up Westbrook. We'll see how well that goes. Phoenix, Golden State, and I keep saying it, but like it's still team Dallas and, L and LA. They mm -hmm. made enough changes 
where it's going to cause the second half of the season to be a problem for those teams. For a lot if, of things. Yeah. If those teams can stay healthy. I know that is a huge caveat. And the Lakers but, um still got a chance to make a push with it all. Bro, don't get him started on the Lakers. Look, I, look, I already told you, even with all of these, I'm not saying that they're anything above the sixth seed. I think they can float into that five or six area and miss the play-in. If they're still in the play-in, I would give a healthy Lakers team I would give I'd get the Lake, a healthy Lakers team over the the Nuggets or the Grizzlies, just based off of the experience. Yes, if they are healthy. Healthy. Yes. Healthy. Um. If you give me a healthy Lakers team in the six seed, yeah, I agree with you on that one. I'll the reason the reason being is it's so it's always going to be and truly you correct me if I'm wrong obviously mm-hmm. LeBron James carries the LeBron James it factor meaning when he's in the playoffs there are still teams that are gonna be like fuck we gotta yeah. play LeBron James yeah. because he can turn up we understand that like he tries to play as much as he can he saves his body for the playoffs like he does very well when he does that mm-hmm. if Anthony Davis is also playing top NBA top That's 75 the players big F. exactly That's I the get, and I get that if he is not they are not so like mm-hmm. my thing is he's got to be healthy and if they can get Rui if they can get I know you don't care for him if they can get Mambo excuse me Bob, Mambo, if they can get all these players that they just picked up D'Angelo Russell to Stop. fit in the way they're supposed to that is a dangerous team you're naming, they are healthy. You're naming bad NBA players and acting like they're legitimate, reliable starters. Mo Bamba is trash. As a Magic you fan, say he that. is so, so wait, bad. Wait, wait. What about Rui, though? You don't like Rui? He thinks he's There's trash. There's a reason why Rui trash. couldn't. He says that Thomas the Bryant, Wizards got are out terrible. Everybody. There's a reason why Rui couldn't. This is what Rui is. Rui will get you 16 points a night. Two rebounds, two assists. Like he's not doing much but getting a couple random buckets in the mid range. He's not going to help That's you stretch what the they floor. They needed to get them to the championship when they had Kyle Kuzma. But That's they exactly have, what my they problem. Exactly, and Kyle Kuzma is what happened to Rui Hachimura. Kyle Kuzma is a, th- a thousand times better than Rui Hachimura. My problem with the Lakers. That. My problem with Lakers is that you have two guys up top who are like the seventh, if healthy, the seventh and the tenth best player in the world. Who's your third? It just there's such a fall off. Wait, seventh. I'm You're just saying LeBron seventh. I'm saying AD's like seven or you pick your poison. I feel like I'm kind of like upset that you said LeBron would be like the seventh best player in the. Where would he be? But, okay. I'll let you get him uh, on that one. You so wait, you put LeBron all the way at seven. Sure. God, LeBron hater. I guess you 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 believe Jordan is better than LeBron too. No? We're not gonna do that. Absolutely We're not. Do that. not no. We're not doing that here. Mm-mm, that is a table of conversation no, no, for no, another no, show. No, no, but it seems like he's that type of guy. Let me tell you, Jimmy, the GOAT is Kareem Abdul Jabbar. <laughs> Facts. I mean, just based Facts. off of actual numbers, you, you there's a real oh, debate for that. Yeah. But uh, lo and behold, I'm glad that you I'm just I'm just LeBron. saying though, like LeBron at what is, how old is he now? Thirty eight. Thirty eight, man. There's a certain amount of load you can ask for that man. And that's why I can't say he's a top five player right now. There's there's guys that I can count on way more to play big minutes in the playoffs. And that's not that's not a slight to LeBron. It's just like he's how many of old. those how many how many of those people you got six people ahead of him? How many of those went on the stretch like he did this season? Uh, I don't know. Man. I, I don't even know what my my seven B. I'm just saying, like ballpark. I can't say he's top five. Just to let you know, with the 15, 14, 15 games that he has missed, thirty eight and seven. 
at 38, still averaging just about 36 to 37 minutes per game. So he's playing the game when he's out there. He's not just sitting and he's dominant. He's putting up numbers that he put. He's putting up better numbers now than some of the seasons that he won MVP. His yeah. team's just not winning. So like there's supposed to be a slip. There's supposed to be father time. Mm-hmm. I said it for years with Brady. And I fucking hate that we're talking about football right now. But like I said it for years that there's going to be a fall off. And you know that I again he's on my team, so I love it. But like I can't stand LeBron at certain time frames. He's doing king things right now. And that's it, it takes a lot for me to say. There's a lot of pride okay. swallowed the last couple of weeks with me giving props to the to LeBron James and, and fucking Tom Brady. But like he's doing what he's supposed to be doing. If this translates into the playoffs, they are going to be a tough out. Yeah. Is this is this asinine? You'd let me know. Let's say everyone's healthy, all things are equal. I'm taking Giannis, Embiid, Jason Tatum, Durant, Jokic. Did I say Kevin Durant? Mm-hmm. This one might be debatable. Steph Curry. Mm-hmm. That puts him at six, seven. No, no, no. Don't say six, seven. That puts him at six. <sighs> Okay. Because who would be your sixth if you didn't? I'm just saying, like, seven and six isn't that far off. It's the, one number. The thi- yeah, but the, the thing that's interchangeable just because of where they're all at is Steph, KD, and LeBron. Because of where they're all at when it comes to injuries. Which is where one day it could be one of them in the top five. The next day it could be another in the top five. So he is essentially an established top five player You're right just now, You're just trying still. to push him up as far as you can, huh? Based no, on it's just the truth. They've all missed time. They've all missed games. But, like, at their best, when they're not injured... Which one of those players are you grabbing? If you want to make if you want to make a playoff push, which one of those players are you actually grabbing? Oh, Giannis. Oh, we weren't talking Hands about down. He's talking about KD. Of those, and, all of those yeah, three. Steph. But obviously, anybody's in their fucking right if mind. They're, is if, they're, if they're 100% healthy, I'm taking KD first. That's that's pretty damn fair. That dude yeah. carried a shitty ass, not a shitty team, but like a Kyrie and James Harden less Nets team almost through the Bucks. And they probably could have won a championship that year if he, if he yeah. if his foot was this much shorter they would have if made a he championship. Wore a size ten, they would have won the championship. Been, yeah, they yeah. would have been yeah. the finals if he yeah. wore a size ten instead of a size twenty. That dude's crazy good. And that's yeah. again, it's not a slight to LeBron. Like, I we we got way too caught up on this, but that's not a slight to LeBron. <laughs> and that's also a problem with NBA talk is you can't hype another person up without it being slight to another. I don't know why basketball is like that. Other other than out of any sport. I feel like if you say something like, well, KD, LeBron, and Steph are interchangeable, and then you're like, but I like LeBron more. People are like, what the fuck you got against KD? It's like, nothing. I just, it wasn't a shot at him. I think. Oh, no, 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 no. I don't. I, it's not, not like that. Not like that. I don't it's think that, you personally, I, just I, basketball I, in general. I feel like cool. me, me, like, just like you just said, I feel like um, this season alone, LeBron definitely been like at least, I give you six, but he definitely been in the five interchangeable a lot this season. So. I know you're taking a sip of your drink, but I, I think what for me, I'm all about the playoffs. And I, I really do think yeah. that team, if they are healthy, will cut way too much about the Lakers. I was just more talking about the middling teams with their moves that they made around the trade deadline are going to be a threat for those upper top three teams. Yeah. Memphis, um, my apologies, Memphis, Denver, and Sacramento, because they didn't do as much. I always get caught up on like the fourth and fifth seeds of each conference, because um, sometimes it's a, it's close right there, and if you're in the fourth and fifth seed, you playing each other in the first round, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's like 
you really want home home court advantage right there. So you always pay attention to who are the fourth and fifth seed. And right now, I think we got what Dallas and um Phoenix, right? I'm yeah, looking Dallas, right now. Phoenix and the Clippers. I'm looking right now. It's Clippers and Phoenix on ESPN.com, which that would be a bomb first round. First series. round, dude. dude. So, that would be. Jimmy, you didn't answer the question earlier. So, if Memphis is fallen, in your opinion, mm-hmm. who is the two seed in the West? I'm taking Sacramento. Okay, so you believe in the beam, like the beam. Um, Sacramento, I'm not taking them going deep. Not not going deep in the playoffs, but they they have been a solid team this season, and they definitely these next twenty five games they're probably facing what three, four, five. They got probably the easiest um ending of the schedule of they um of any NBA team. So mm-hmm. Sacramento, as long as they keep the bonus healthy, which has not been a problem for them this year. De'Aaron Fox again is the third and fourth quarter scoring. They got six men of the year and Monk. He well, he probably he probably the leading candidate at six man of the year. Um, they just got great shooting over there right now, dude. I, you got to watch Sacramento play. I, I gotta stop hating. I'm gonna give him a look. I mean, I, I saw Kevin Herter in the three point competition. I might be, I might be out on them now. <laughs> no, he been off. He been he been off. He been off all around. But yeah, other than him, they still got a lot of a lot of weapons over there, man. Um. All right. So just to wrap up the West, uh, I, we asked this question. Me and Darian probably. Three weeks ago now, like who you believe in, who's your who who do you believe as contenders? What team, Jimmy? I'll ask you in the West. List the teams you can Nate, list as many as you want, or as little as you want. Teams that you think legitimately have a chance not to make the playoffs, not to make the conference finals. This team can be an NBA champion this year. I think I I had three before, and I think now it's down to two. So I'm curious with you. What teams, in your opinion, legitimate championship contenders? In the Western Conference? Yeah. Dallas. Ooh. I don't think either one of us had that. Nah. Um, legitimately win Dallas with Kyrie Irving. Um, they play no defense. Yeah, you don't, yeah that's, that's true. It's no defense there, but no, nobody sticks D now. Like, Who's the best Western Conference defensive team? And then again, we go, we go, we gonna go back to like if they do end up in the fourth or fifth seed, they probably play Phoenix or the Clippers. The Clippers could Oof. be the worst of their worries with the defense right there. That'd be I'd the worst. It's probably the, the Clippers with the best defensive team, just yeah, by name. Yeah, but you 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 still going still outscore them though. They not a not, not nothing you worried about on scoring. So Dallas is your one of your contenders anymore? Or is that is that all you're saying? I'm taking Dallas out the West. Yo, you 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 have Dallas. In the That's championship. a confident answer. Wow. Right there. I'm taking Dallas out the West right now. I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna clip that. I'm gonna come back to you in a couple months and see how that how that one plays out when they fizz out in the first round. <laughs> <laughs> when Kyrie hey, look, it's two, it's two teams. It's two teams that scared of Dallas always in the playoffs, and it's the Clippers and Phoenix. Very sure. So that is actually Luca very good both point. of those teams in the playoffs. He's got rented space all up in here for Devin Booker. Um, I know KD is a huge addition. KD really ain't played Luca like that in the playoffs. So like, who knows what happens when like he's just that fucking guy? Um, and then we all know what he's done to the Clippers. So like, they they don't they don't want no Kawhi and, and, and PG. They don't want no it's, part it's of Luca. Like super again. scary when like two players can score ninety on you. And the, and the rest of the team got 56. You know, it's like it's going to be real scary for a lot of teams. Right? 
Let's uh, let's just rat tat tat East because like I feel like the Eastern Conference isn't as exciting. It's it weird because the beginning of the NBA season, the first couple months, the Eastern Conference was where it was at. It was deep. It was exciting. There was a lot of good teams, a lot of sellers at the deadline for the East. Obviously, the Nets sold a lot. For me, there's like a clear line of delineation. Uh, top four in the East. That's it. That's all I care about. Mm-hmm. Boston yeah, Celtics. Really three. Oh, so you're kicking out. You don't believe in the Cavs. Uh, I, I like the Cavs, but I think they're gonna fizzle out. They they they've actually had the best net rating all year. Statistically, the the one of the best teams in the NBA. Uh, they they just bad when they play size though. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a very small front court yeah. with Darius and well, we all know the problem defensively with with Donovan. So yeah. like, yeah, that's that is the they they come against come up against a team like the Celtics who are six five and yeah. taller at every position, that's when it becomes a problem. It's kind of surprising that they'd be that bad against size, considering Jared Allen's a pretty big force in the middle. And at the four, Evan Mobley is not, not a small guy himself. I mean, he's small in stature, but height-wise. Uh, they I, depend too much on those two for defense. It's like, let, them, let the front court bypass. You got to meet by. those two. Yeah, you know, you got to meet those two. So it's like, I don't know. So Utah Jazz strategy with Rudy Gobert? <laughs> Just funnel everyone into Go Bear. Fucking Go I don't think Minnesota hate that trade. I think uh, when we talked, Darian, we both, I had four teams. I had Brooklyn, which obviously we didn't know what was going to happen with Brooklyn at the time. Uh, Philly, which you poo pooed that. They look they look real nice right now. The Milwaukee and Boston. I, I still feel pretty good about Boston, Milwaukee. I don't think I can trust Philadelphia. Um, Jimmy, am I am I good with that with that assumption? The two it's two man race between Boston and Milwaukee right now. Boston, Milwaukee, Philly. Um, he he the Heat upset me this year. I thought they was gonna be a lot better than that. That was my fault for the East. <laughs> um, the Heat upset me, man. I thought they was gonna be a lot better than they was this year. But uh, I would say that you you will. Probably hit it on the head, but I don't know, man. Joel and B been having a great year. Um, James Harden been having a great year too this year. So Tobias Harris picking up, so we might not know. Philadelphia might be a solidified number one, low key. The the Heat is a weird team because I feel like they didn't really do anything aggressive in the offseason. I don't think they did anything in the offseason. Uh they kind of really hoped that their core players and Bam and Tyler Hero would take a, a leap forward. And I think for a Low key, they got they did improve both of those players, but around them the cast got older, and mm-hmm. um, especially Kyle Lowry's. I I don't know how he's been playing as of lately, but at the beginning of the season he was a shell of himself. He and, hasn't been playing. He's been out. He was out for the well, at least three weeks. Yeah, and to to rely on Kyle Lowry and uh, Jimmy Butler, who obviously always misses time as well. It's tough, man. It's tough for, to be a Heat yeah. fan right now. Um, I think the Heat. Kevin Love over there now. They just oh, they're good. They're good. They're fine. That doesn't solve shit. Um, The Heat are disappointing because they didn't do anything. I I I know you said that they got better. The the people that they relied on with um with Hero and Bam. I don't think they improved internally to to make their team better. Not even just adding a piece. I don't think they improved enough. Jimmy, we all love Jimmy buckets. I think he's on the tail end, unfortunately, of everything yeah. that he's had to carry. We might be seeing the layover of the you know post coach from Tibbs twice, um, where it might actually be just beating him up. 
Um, Bam, I don't think he is an all-star threat anymore, and we all thought he was going to be. Like, the video games were designed around someone like a Bam Adebayo, and then they're like, ah, unfortunately, he's just not showing the way that we were supposed to. Hero, same thing, where, like, yeah, he's coming fresh off of a sixth man of the year, but, like, when is he going to stop being Manu and turn into Tony, right? Like, that's what they needed. They needed yeah. him to be, like, the number two, and he's not. Right, he's still the three-four area. Unfortunately, coming off the bench, and it's like that team without being able to add the piece that's going to help them. And they were hoping that the core was just going to get better. They just didn't, and we're seeing where we're at. Like Victor coming, or Oladipo coming off of his injuries. Like he made one dunk last year, and we're like, he's back. And then like he has a lot of shit trust, since. trust in like players like Max Struess and stuff. Like like you don't put trust so, in like. We had a good playoffs. That's why he <laughs> he showed up in the playoffs last year, and they were like, "This is great." And that's what I'm saying. Like everybody was expecting that leap for them to to be better this year, and those core players they they took a heat for me a, a huge step backwards. So I I'm looking at you know what I think that one of the biggest problem with this heat the heat is is like last year they were incredible from the three point line. Uh, Max mm. Struess came on the scene. And the year before that, uh, you saw Duncan Robinson do kind of do the same sort of thing. And I've looked up the stats now, and I, I recall someone saying how that they weren't a very good three-point shooting team this year and that um, some of their shooters have been really struggling. They're actually third worst in the league at three-point shooting percentage at .33 or 33.4% uh, three-point percentage. So it's, it's really, really been bad for them deep. Uh, have you ever watched a Heat game? And I feel bad for, uh, I can't, I'm sorry, Percival. Percival. Hey, big shout, big shouts to the. I know that that we didn't really bring this up, but big shouts to the GBA guys. Obviously, the 2K league that I'm in for jumping in here and commenting. We really do appreciate y'all, especially on league nights. But yes, that's yeah. Percival underscore Twitch Twitch TV. Big dude, uh, big big name in the GBA. Pre- appreciate you, Percival. Um, I, I he said he's a Heat fan. I feel bad for him because I've I watched a couple Heat games. Man, it's rough. Basically, their strategies let's get fouled and shoot free throws. And I, I swear to God, the craziest, I watched this game from start to finish, the, the the game where the team broke the record for most consecutive free throws. They play such an ugly style of basketball and I, they gut out. What, however many wins, wins they have, they've gutted out each win this year. They, nothing comes easy for this team at all. I, w- I would like to know what their pace is, what they rank in pace, because uh, it just seems like they're just a very slow I team, essentially like a, a, you. A, a younger, old San Antonio Spurs team, but like not as good. Yeah, I'm working on the pace right now. It's they're probably a slow team. They're the third third worst uh, in pace, uh, so they're. <laughs> yeah. It's just that style of basketball, man. It's 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 tough and gritty. They want to get to the line with. Um, with their with their players, it's just it's not a fun I watch. I think uh, when the Mavericks was number one in a slow pace, right? But that's just how they wanted to play before. That's Kyrie the Luca effect. That, yeah, that yeah. was the Luca effect. Uh, they can take their time if they want to, but if that man's dropping fifty, it really don't matter if he does yeah. it fast or slow. He's yeah. he's gonna get his. All right, and so Jimmy, unfortunately, you know we're on the East Coast, getting late. So let's let's wrap it up. We're not gonna get to the last segment, but I want to hear you before we move off for the basketball talk. Um, your team that you think is coming out of the East. So right now we have the Dallas Mavericks in the finals versus blank. And please say the Boston Celtics because good God, the Kyrie Boston finals would have people around here lose their freaking minds. I am going to go with the Bucks. Oh, that's a reasonable point. That's a reasonable pick. That's a, that's like an actual pick. That's not just like, Oh, let's pick the favorite. Like that's a great pick. Yeah, like, 
Giannis been playing great this season, man. And I don't know why he's so low on the MVP candidate race. Like, and he has not been one yet this season. But Giannis and Drew Holiday, if if Middleton can show up, he hasn't been the same since the injury. But if he can actually show up, we we're gonna see a nice uh series over there in the East. So we have the finals according to Jimmy Mute. And check out his podcast, Hoops 365. Uh, with a Z, not an S. Hoops with a Z. Uh, so we have the Mavericks in the Bucks NBA Finals. Who's going to be our champion this year? Man, that's the part. That's the hard part, right there. Really, but I think that's easy. It's not, it's, it's, it, you can say it's easy, but you still don't have nobody to stop Luca. I know, no, <laughs> but if we had to pick somebody, we're going to go Milwaukee. How about? Do you think size wise and tenacity wise? Could you throw Jay Crowder at Luca and give him a tough time? That's your. That's what you're going to do anyway. And if we can get Chris, or if you get Chris Middleton healthy enough, you uh. throw Chris Middleton at him too. But see, the thing of it is, is they we go back to size again. That's what the Mavericks will lose at because Drew Holiday is a big guard, and Luca has already went on record saying Drew Holiday is one of the hardest people that he go against guarding him. Um, so you might get Drew Holiday. By the way, shout out to Drew Holiday, honorary Antetokounmpo brother. Yeah, right? You say that? Like, yeah, they got a new brother. Hey. He's part of the family. <laughs> he looked just like one of them, too. He was, like, fitting right in. Like, He's uh, just a miniature version of them. Did you, Do you know why I said that, D? No, but I would imagine they probably took a picture together. No, uh, the skills competition. The Holiday Brothers, the Holiday Brothers is over with now. Uh, the skills competition, they have the, they did the Antetokounmpo brothers again, and Giannis couldn't play, so they subbed him with Drew. So he was part of the Antetokounmpo's brothers. <laughs> We're family, baby. All right, let's do this thing. Our last segment, Jimmy, it's we, we try to do it every week. It's called Closing Time. Basically, um, you know, there's a lot of talking going on in this podcast. This, we don't schedule what we're going to say, but we have like a rough idea. And, uh, you know, there's things that happen in the week we don't get to touch on. So this is time for you to ISO, right? Give me the ball and clear, clear the lane. Uh, you get your last take of the, of the podcast. We have some music. Um, definitely promote your podcast uh, at the end for your for yours and, and whatever else you want. Uh, you'll catch the drift after we go. Are you ready, D? Let's do it. The show is coming to an end. But first, it's time to get to anything we've missed. It's closing time. One segment, two takes. I see you, Jimmy. I see you, Jimmy. He's starting to vibe now. He, you know, behind the scenes, Jimmy got here a little late, so we couldn't really vibe before the podcast, get a feel. He was a little, 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 little tense when he first got in here. We're, we're, we're loosening him up a little bit. We're trying, man. We're trying to help we're, out, man. We're trying. We're good, <laughs> but hey, man, appreciate you being here. It's, it's been a lot of fun talking some hoops with you, and uh, we'll have to have you back on again in the future. Um, all right. I'll, I'll kick us off today. Real quick, closing takes. Did get to see some XFL this weekend. I didn't think I'd want to watch it because I've been so tired of football. We've gotten a lot of football. Uh, my summary. It's bad football. However, they got a couple cool little things in there. And I think this is good for the game of football because the NFL has a monopoly. They don't have any incentive to change anything. I really liked that the XFL, we did the, the, you know, the, the booth review. 
They take you inside the review room. You you could hear the guy in the in the booth talking to the referee, telling him exactly what he sees. It's kind of a cool little niche. Uh, NFL man, let's do some cool shit. Let's 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 improve. So overall, but you know what? I think it's good for the football. It's good for football. I think uh, you did a good job with highlighting like the little things. So the NFL, I'm, I got my point, but just to touch on what you were saying, the NFL will always take little things from other organizations. That's where the yellow line came from. That's where the booth review, like under the hood thing came from. Uh, something that I took away, which I think is huge, is you might see a counter for milliseconds on the actual clock. But I don't think they're going to do it for the game clock. I think they're going to do it for the play clock. This is just me just putting it out there because there's so many people that are like, that was a delayed game. And people still don't understand that like there's a second that goes when it says zero, there's still a counter, right? Yeah. And it's, it gives the time for the referee to look at the ball, look at the clock, then look at the ball. But people still like, that's a delayed game every time. So like, I think they're going to implement that because they put it in the XFL. Um, from my point, we didn't get to talk about it. And I know there was a lot of basketball talk. I'm all for it if it happens. And I know you talked about it off air, but the NBA might be getting purchased by NBC. Dog, I think if the NBA goes back on the NBC network, that is huge for bringing back the old casual fan just based off of the presentation that they were able to bring in. We all love ABC basketball. I'm all for it, obviously, when it's post you know, football season. But there was just something about like that. Watching just like the Bulls games. Yeah, exactly. It brings you back to Bulls versus the Knicks. It was there was the Heat versus the Knicks. It was all those major primetime games. The only Sunday NBA, excuse me, NBA on ABC production I can think of vividly was like Christmas Day Cavs versus Golden State. It's the only game that I could think of, but there weren't like traditional teams playing on that. So mm-hmm. I think if NBC came back into play, and I know you said there was a few things that are happening off air with like Disney and whatnot, I think that would be huge for the NBA and promotion, especially with this whole thing with people like not liking the NBA because of political shit. Yeah, I was telling D, I think uh, I've heard ESPN or Disney owns ESPN and they're trying to maybe divest themselves of ESPN property, which means the ABC NBA stuff might start to fade out and NBC might be the ones to swoop in and grab that, which would be fun. Who doesn't like the da 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 Is that the, the NBC? Yeah. Fucking yeah. theme yeah. is dope, man. Dope. Yeah. Dope. All right, Jimmy, before you get into, if you have something you want to throw out for the end of the podcast, go for it. But let me hear about what you're doing with uh, Hoops 365 before you get out of here. I just want to say I appreciate you guys for um, having me on the show, man. It's been real fun. It's been real fun. And, yeah, Hoops 365, man. Hit me up on the podcast. Everybody come show some love on the podcast. I'm definitely finna have you guys come on the show. We got to talk some March Madness. You know, it's coming up. That's Mm -hmm. my um, my big project coming up is is covering March Madness. So if you will. Got any, and I'm not rooting for Alabama. So if you, I'm a big Houston fan right now. So okay. if you, if you, if you got any picks, come holler at me on Hoops 365. Our next few, few shows is gonna be about um, March Madness. I, if you haven't, I've been telling D for weeks now. If you haven't watched Purdue basketball, they got a guy, Zach Eddy. Bro, mm. it is so fun to watch him play because in the NBA, you don't get the mammoth center anymore. This guy yeah. is a monster. He looks like Yao Ming and reincarnated. Like, like old school center, yeah. He's like yeah. old school center, dude. Yeah. So it's, gonna, it's, it's gonna be fun. So, like, man, I definitely want you guys to join me in the show. Um who like, like like that's all I do, man. Is basketball, 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 man. Well, it can show, man. You know your shit. We appreciate you coming mm-hmm. by. Um, it's fun, man. It's fun to talk some basketball. The triangle offense I thought worked well today. D, 
get us out of here, buddy. As we say every time y'all are with us, and again, big shout out to Jimmy Mute. Please check him out on Hoops365, Hoops with a Z on Twitter. I was able to just follow him, so let's try to promote everybody we can. But when we're heading out, make sure y'all take care of y'all mentals. Make sure y'all take care of y'all physicals. Make sure y'all take care of y'all bread, y'all chicken, y'all children. Please be out there and be safe. Love y'all kids. Love y'all family and friends. Deuces.